then when we talk about data management or data governance, what is essentially behind it from a layman perspective? Because sometimes people say privacy compliance, it's clear, it's about rights, it's about breaches, it's about this and that and that. We all know the requirements uh, and everybody by now remembers them by heart. But what is data management for somebody who's looking at it from a privacy compliance standpoint? Um, should, I, should I start? Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a whole range of things you do as part of um, sort of data management, data governance to, to get privacy compliance and trying to explain it to a layman. Yeah, I mean, you, okay, so understanding what your processing purpose is, you know, this is what I need to do to deliver my, my you know, my organizational business, whatever that might be. And I need data for that. And this is the data I need to do that, you know, so understanding the data, explaining the processing purposes, making sure that, you know, it's not done in technical language, it's very clear and transparent. Obviously, following whatever regulatory regime principles are at play, you know, so in GDPR, you've got things like the accuracy principle, the storage limitation principle, etc. Making sure that you are demonstra demonstrably, you know, in, in layman's language, describing how you're going to process the data and what for, you know, and how you will do things like how you'll keep it, how you'll protect it, how will you ensure that when you need to use it for other analytical purposes, you de-identify it properly. So all of those things, you know, you, you need to make transparently and obviously clear to the data subjects themselves. For sure, you know, that's that's what I call the setup stuff. And then you've got sort of like how you use data in a day-to-day -day manner, you know, making sure that you're users of data are only using data for the purposes that they're allowed to. You know, you've got strict controls on who can access what data and, you know, that they can only access it for a certain amount of time. So, you know, there's, and then that you also review sort of like all of your policies and processes to make sure that people keep up to date with them as well. Okay, that's interesting. So in essence, knowing what data you have, what you do with it and when you're using it, know that you have the right reasons to use it and putting all the governance, all the processes around that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and making and making that obvious, I think, in, 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 in simple terms to the, to the data subjects whose data you're collecting as well. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, there's one another thing when we talk about data or data management is something called data accuracy. So now privacy laws have put some extra emphasis on that saying data accuracy is one of the principles, but is data accuracy not a business need? Because there's so much of noise, so much of buzz around, we need to ensure data is accurate. I mean, you should have ensured it by now. And if not, why have you not ensured it? Because that's a business need. If your data is not correct, data quality is not good. How are your business contacts and business leads going to be good enough? So yeah. what's your view on that? Is data accuracy not a business need? I mean, why do we so much confuse it with privacy compliance issue? I think this is a really, really interesting question. And for years of my career, I've battled this particular point. Um, I think, um, you know, absolutely all organizations need to have access to accurate data. Um, but I think that the thing, the nub of the issue in this particular point here is, in my experience, I've seen so many companies that have implemented their privacy controls in isolation from talking to the people that actually use the data. Um, and they don't necessarily understand the impact of, you know, some of the ways that you can anonymize data or de-identify data um, and how that impacts the um, the, the, the actual accuracy of the data. 
So, you know, regulations do have, um, you know, principles for accuracy, but the guidance really needs to be clearer on what they mean by that. Because I think often people interpret it as um, the accuracy of the source data. And what they actually need to understand is that it's the accuracy of the source data. And it's also the accuracy of the data that they can produce after they've they've put their privacy controls on that data. So whether that means that the data has been de-identified or anonymized, you know, the data they produce needs to be su sufficiently accurate for the purpose that it's used for. And I think that, you know, that's where you really need to join together your privacy professionals and your data professionals. So they come together to be able to make privacy compliance actually work and take account of accuracy at the same time. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I mean, it's it's absolutely vital that that the data that an organisation uses is accurate. Um, but we also like to, you know, use the word utility as well. By that we mean the data being absolutely fit for purpose. And Helen makes a really good point. You know, it isn't just about the raw source data that you've collected for the primary processing purpose. If you want to use the data for secondary analytical purposes, then, you know, how you process that data to make it suitable for analysis, it's just as important that that processing ensures an accurate output at the end of it. I mean, there's loads of examples, you know, from the NHS we could draw on. You know, there's a big thing at the moment where people are, um, you know, looking at populations and trying to clump the, the populations into discrete groups and then give them appropriate proactive services before they become really ill. A thing called segmentation and risk stratification. And, you know, and if, you know, you take the medical record data effectively to do that and then process it to, to work out risks and all the rest of it, if you get that wrong, you know, you can give people the put people in the wrong segments and they can get the wrong treatment or not get the treatment they need at all, you know. So it's really important, even for analytical processing, that you actually do, you know, think about this utility and accuracy thing. It's vitally important, you know, and um, you're right, you know, GDPR and all the rest of it um, have all these things in and we're hoping, you know, the next uh, set of guidance in the UK that's going to come out is going to make this a slightly more, not slightly more, very much more um, uh, prominent, you know, and make it a, a, a clearer and more definite thing for people to focus on. It's not just about the privacy. You've got to think about the utility as well. So you use the word utility or data utility quite a few times. So what is exactly data utility and how do you see its relationship with privacy, especially the data utility from an analytic standpoint or marketing standpoint or research standpoint when we analyze data? So what does data utility mean in that context? Um, yeah, okay. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, um, yeah, you've got to have the right amount of data of the right sort at the right time. So we think about the data and analysis lifecycle, um, you know, from the you know data specification, data collection, data storage, data processing, defining data for queries, doing the query, doing the analysis, you know, generating the output and then sharing the output. As you go across that cycle, we like to think about utility at each of those stages and making sure you've got the right sort of data in the right sort of form available to the right people with the right controls so that actually they can a manage privacy but also get the results they need at that particular part of the cycle we often see people 
organizations taking a sort of blanket corporate approach to things like data minimization and restricting the data up front and then cascading that restricted data set down. We don't agree with that. We think it's not necessarily the best way to do things, particularly if you've got a range of processing purposes, you know, and you've got a broad data lake effectively that, you know, you've got available. So it's all about trying to think about the utility as you go through and around the cycle the analytical cycle to actually make sure you've got the right the right data at the right time for the right purpose available to the right people with the right controls there are a lot of rights in there yes <laughs> <laughs> so essentially when you do a lot of right things with data the data is useful and then data utility increases <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you if you do it right, yeah, the well, it, it's not so much about in, well, not increasing and not 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 reducing it. You know, obviously, as you as you de-identify data, then then you know the utility will go down. There's this inverse relationship between yeah. data utility and data privacy. You know, you, you can't escape that fact. And I think it's all about getting that balance right and getting an acceptable threshold understood at each stage of the life cycle. So you never have too much privacy if you, i know it sounds weird but you know but if you have too much privacy that's not necessary at that particular point particularly around de-identification and anonymization yeah. you know where you know where if you're not careful you can take the utility down and, and you're just not going to get the answers you need and it's really insidious you may not know this is actually happening until it's too late as well you know so it may you know it may give you flawed decisions that at the time seem fine but in the longer term you think oh why did we think that you know it's because your data wasn't right and your outputs weren't right so you know it's, it is really a challenging space but you know really important i think you need to find the balance Absolutely. Because on yeah, one yeah, hand, yeah. you want to de-identify, or on the other hand, you want to have a utility around analytics being relevant and still mm. fit fit for the purpose for which they were initially initiated. Yeah, absolutely. To totally agree with that. Yeah, totally. It is all about the balance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, there's another concept in data that GDPR has put it in focus, or privacy laws are putting it in focus. That's called data minimization. Now, from the utility utility perspective, or also from the relevance perspective. If you have the right data, that's good for you because then you're processing the right data for right purposes in the right way as you used a lot of rights just to do, uh, emphasize that part. And then the question is, why should it be an issue? How does this impact data utility? Because end of the day, if you have minimal data, that means you have quality data. And if you have quality data, it's good for you. So, so why, why does this discussion come in? Okay, so that's a really interesting question as well. Um, and I think that data minimization is actually something that is, is very misinterpreted across many, many com companies. Um, you know, data minimization doesn't just mean taking less data. Yeah. It means taking the right amount of data or the minimized amount of data, but actually still... Um, having enough data for the purpose that you need to use your data to answer. And the reality is that many organizations misunderstand what minimization means. Um, and they often think, well, okay, we'll take the minimum amount of data then and we'll only make available the minimum to people to do their work. And the reality is you need to be able to consider minimization alongside, you know, the other um, principles such as adequacy and relevance and, you know, um, ensuring that 
your minimization is is relevant to the purpose in hand. So the reality is you need to minimize at every stage of the data analysis life cycle. So, you know, when you collect data, you need to collect the minimum that's needed for the scope of purposes, which you need to facilitate. Um, you know, when you store data, you need to store the minimum amount for the purposes it needs to facilitate. And, you know, and each each stage down the life cycle, when you extract data for, you know, a piece of analysis, you need to take the minimum amount of data for that piece of analysis. You know, so it isn't a one size fits all. And I think that's where people struggle with it. Again, increased guidance from regulators around sort of like good practice in this space would be really useful for people. And, you know, a lot of the work we do within our company, within In The Know, we help people to understand this better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, In The Know, we, we recommend this nuanced and very balanced approach to data minimization that's um, sensitive to the, the processing context and the processing purpose, you know, elaborating on what Helen's just said. So you may have this massive data lake, you know, that you've collected, which is still the minimum amount of data you need for all of your, you know, processing purposes. And an analyst may want to, you know, to answer a business question for a decision maker. So we think it's okay for, you know, initially the analyst to maybe have a wider data set where they can understand properly all the nuances and interrelationships between data variables so they actually can properly frame the business question and get exactly the right query design that they then need to pull down and do the analysis on so you know not just saying here's your data analyst off you go it's actually you know being again sensitive to you know the the, the, the processing context and what you're trying to do so exploratory analysis you may have a bigger data set to refine a very discrete data set to answer the absolute business question so that nuanced approach is how we'd like things to be yeah yeah for sure and sometimes where you have a bigger data set to begin with you can obviously use that as sample data or synthetic data so people aren't actually ask uh, you know accessing you know d- data that they don't need to to, to look at thanks for listening and now we ask you for some help take a moment to subscribe and review this podcast your support matters and if you have done it already thank you so much now if you have questions or suggestions drop an email at hello at fitforprivacy.com and finally if you know someone who will benefit from this share this podcast with them and help us grow thank you so much stay safe and see you next time